So there are many evil spirits that do prowl around the world that we can't see. We can't see evil spirits. We can't see the Holy Spirit. But there's two, holy, there's two evil spirits that prowl around the world that are constantly trying to destroy us, uh, to ruin us, that prowl around the world. And I think they're working harder than ever um, in a particular way. And the two particular spirits that I want to talk about today, these unholy evil spirits which we can't see, uh, today is the evil spirit of fatherlessness and the evil spirit of orphan spirit. So these two spirits belong to the same family. And so the fatherless, uh, the spirit of fatherlessness, right? This evil spirit of fatherlessness is this evil spirit which tries to convince us that God is not our father, right? That we are fatherless. And then one of the children that belong to this family would be the orphan spirit. So if I don't have a father, then I'm an orphan, right? That I don't have anybody to depend on. This all depends on me. And so these two spirits, they work together. And again, I think they're working in a very, very, very powerful way today to get us to just believe you have no father and you're an orphan. So these are the two evil spirits that I want to focus on today. Right? And so if we think about it, right, if I don't have a father and if I'm an orphan, then guess what? I have to be in control. The person who is dealing with this spirit, right, if God is not my father, then I have to take matters into my own hands. If I'm an orphan, then I have nobody to lean on. And you can see, and we can all see, right, how these evil spirits just want to operate in our lives. To make us believe, right, it all depends on me. You have no one to lean on. You can't depend on anybody. And so how do these evil spirits enter into our lives? How are they working today, right? We kind of named them. But how are they working today? And where do they come from, right? And we could say that usually how they enter into our lives, and again, I don't want anyone to like, this isn't meant to be like a Halloween type of a scary type of a homily, but it's a reality, right? As a spiritual father, I give you spiritual realities of what's going on. We can easily maybe brush this off like, oh yeah, 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 that's, that's what they're taught in seminary. They're just taught to say these things. If you don't believe it, then that's even one of the tactics of how these spirits work, right? So again, it's not meant to be this scary thing to uh, make you be fearful that this spirit is inside of you and possessing you. That's not what this homily is about. This homily is informational, coming from a fatherly standpoint to say to you, like, we have to wake up. We keep falling asleep to this fatherlessness spirit and this orphan spirit. It's a disaster. It's a really, really bad thing. So how do, these enter, how do they enter into our lives? To, based on my own studies, um, being involved in, in different deliverance ministries and whatnot, these two evil spirits, how they enter into our lives is they come when somebody like my parent or somebody I love directly or indirectly hurts me, makes me feel insecure, rejects me or abandons me. So this person who I'm meant to be really close with, again, it could be a parent, this person that I at one time should have felt safe around but didn't, I experienced this rejection or this abandonment, that what starts to happen is then I start to project that on God. Right? I start to project that on God, that this hurt, this pain has entered into my life, I felt this rejection, this abandonment, and all of a sudden now that I start to project this on God as well. That I don't have a father. I have to take this matter into my own hands. I don't have a father. I'm an orphan. I got to figure it out. We don't all come from perfect families, right? None of us here have perfect uh, parents except Jesus. Jesus grew up in, the, in, the, in a holy family as a perfect mother and father. None of us grew up with a perfect mother and father. And so there is this idea, again, since we have this imperfect parents, this family that we grew up in, then this spirit of fatherlessness starts to work. 
Or this orphan spirit starts to work and says, again, you got to figure this out. You've been rejected. You should have been able to trust your mother. You should have been able to trust your father. You should have been able to, tr- to trust your, your, your spouse. And they hurt, abandoned, rejected. And then we feel like, okay, well, if they're this way, then God's this way. Just what we do. We just project all these things on God. And God's like, I'm not like that. You're not an orphan, and I am your father. But again, the hurt and pain makes us believe otherwise. I was celebrating a funeral mass. Unfortunately, uh, a little bit ago, I was, I was, uh, it was a very sad funeral mass of a young father who passed away. He had three children. And I was hearing in the community, in our Chaldean community, I was hearing from different people like Gezile, like Gezile, their, their kids. Gezile, they have no father. They have no father. How sad. They're going to grow up with no father. Right? And it was sad. It was extremely sad. He died from cancer. It was just, a, it was, it was, it was, nothing was good about it. But just I started to just started to feel the pain of God the Father. Right? And so as people were saying this, the day of the funeral that came as I was celebrating this funeral mass, and uh, the, the, the wife was sitting here, and then she had three children, and, and they were sitting right next to her. And I first addressed the community, and I said, brothers and sisters, I've been hearing in our community that Gezile, these children, they have no father. And I said, that's wrong. As Catholics, we should never, ever, those words should never come out of our mouth. Yes, their earthly father is gone, and I'm not making light of this loss. But when we tell these children that they don't have a father, that's an opportunity for the enemy to come in. This enemy of fatherlessness, this enemy of their orphans now. And so I addressed the community and said, please, never, ever, as Catholics, should those words ever come out of our mouth that they don't have a father when somebody loses a parent, a mother or a father. We do have a father. His name is God, and we are not orphans. And then I talked to the wife. I had to address her. It was such a, it was such a, a, a one of probably the, 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 the hardest funerals again. I, then I addressed the wife, and I looked at her. And I just said to her, and I said to her, you know what? If you don't close your heart, If you leave your heart open to God the Father, God will give you all the graces that you need to be mother and father for these three children. I promise you, don't close your heart that yes, your your spouse is gone, but don't close your heart to God the Father. And then the hardest was talking to the three kids. And I addressed them one by one. And I said the same exact thing. And I looked at those kids and the tears in their eyes. And I said, I will... I've never done this before. I said, I will put my life on it to these three kids. I said, I will put my life on it that if you leave your heart open to God, if you don't close your hearts to God the Father, I promise you, God the Father in heaven will do more for you than your earthly father ever could have. I wasn't saying that to be nice. I wasn't saying that to make them feel better so they can have words of encouragement. We truly have to believe that. We truly have to believe either we have a father and his name is God and we're not orphans or we don't believe that. And that's not just for those three children and the wife those words were for. That's for all of us. Because we're constantly tempted to believe the fatherlessness spirit, the orphan spirit. So what is the clearest sign, right? What is the clearest sign that somebody has allowed this unholy spirit of fatherlessness or this unholy spirit of, of orphan spirit that we've allowed into our lives? I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to make light of it. It's going to be number one, control. If I'm constantly finding myself that I have to be in control, 
That's a sign that it depends on me. Second sign is anxiety. If I'm constantly racked with anxiety, I'm paralyzed with anxiety, this thing is going to happen in the future. We On social media, this person died, and this person died, and this person died, and I'm next, and I'm on the chopping block. And I can't sleep, and I'm freaking out. I'm constantly in a state of fear and panic, and it's paralyzing. That's a great opportunity to stop and just say, I must think I'm a, I, I don't have a father. I must think I'm an orphan. So control, constant anxiety, constant fear and worry. These are all indications that it all depends on me. I have nobody to depend on. I have nobody to lean on. And that's giving leverage and power to the evil spirits of fatherlessness and orphan spirit. And that's not healthy. That's a recipe for disaster. So we hear it in today's uh, gospel. St. John the Baptist, he knew he was not in control. Sure, he might have had fear, and I'm not talking about that fear. We all have fear at times. Jesus had fear. Jesus might have felt anxiety at times. We all have those opportunities where we feel anxious at times. I was struggling with it. I was having some anxiety earlier today. Right? So I'm not coming at you and saying, don't do this and don't do that. As humans, we feel fear. We feel anxiety because there were times in our lives where we just didn't like how that felt, so we're prone to it. So St. John the Baptist, right? He was not in control. They're asking him today, who are you? Are you the Messiah? I am not. Are you the prophet? I am not. Who are you? He was comfortable saying, I'm not in control. He was comfortable saying, God is my father. He was comfortable saying, I'm not an orphan. And St. John the Baptist, right, we see how this ends, right? He ends up getting arrested. He's then held in prison. Then he gets beheaded. His head is chopped off. So if you're constantly living in this control, this worry, this anxiety, then where would he be? Where would he be? And so the next time we find ourselves again in a situation where we want to be in control, we are racked with fear and anxiety and having to figure it all out, we have to constantly throughout our days remind ourselves, I have a father. His name is God. And I am not an orphan. And I will not give in to this fear. I will not give in to this anxiety. I will not give in to this control because I'm going to spiral out of control. If I continue to live my life, with the spirits of fatherlessness and orphan spirit trying to control me. Because that's what their goal is, to control us, to make us live in this constant fear. I'll just end with this. I want to share an example of someone who had many hardships in his life, and rather than behaving in a way where he had to be in control, I have to figure it all out, I don't know what to do, I'm an orphan, he did the complete opposite. This man, he, in third grade, his mother died. His only sibling, an older brother, died three years after his mother died. Many years later, he discovered his father dead on the floor of his apartment. By the age of 20, he had no parents and no siblings left. The Nazis overran his country, and he did hard labor in a stone mine. During the Nazi rule, taking over his country, many of his friends were killed, some in concentration camps, others shot by the Gestapo for the crime of studying to be Catholic priests. 
At the age of 25, he was hit by a truck and almost died. At the age of 60, an Islamic assassin shot him in his own front yard and he nearly died again. As an old man, he suffered from a debilitating Parkinson's disease that stole his ability to move and it changed his physical appearance and he finally took, it finally took his ability to speak. Who is this man? It's Saint Pope John Paul II. He could have, they could have, people could have told him, you lost your parents, you have no siblings, you're really an orphan. He did not give in to the spirit, evil spirit of fatherlessness and orphan spirit. He kept his eyes fixed on God the Father. And not only did God the Father give him all the graces he needed that a, his physical mother and father could not give him to make it through his life, he then became a priest, he became the Pope, and now he's a great saint. So if we want to become saints, which all of us are called to be, we keep our eyes fixed on God the Father, and we remind ourselves throughout our day that He is our Father, and that we're not orphans, and that kills the unholy spirit of orphan spirit and fatherlessness. Amen?